to Grow It Minnesota, the podcast about growing fruit, vegetables, flowers, and anything else in a cold, cold climate. I'm your host, Mary Shear, a home gardener and garden writer based in St. Paul, Minnesota. My book is The Northern Gardener from Apples to Zinnias, a basic guide for northern gardeners with a little history thrown in. The history is from the Minnesota State Horticultural Society. I also edit their magazine, Northern Gardener, and you can find more about that at northerngardener.org or check out my blog, mynortherngarden.com. Now let's get on to today's guest. Okay, well, welcome. Today, my guest is Stephen Biggs. He's a garden writer, a garden podcaster, and an author from Toronto, Canada. And he is the author of several books on gardening, including uh, Grow Lemons Where You Think You Can't, which we're going to talk about today. He's also a podcaster with his daughter, Emma, who's kind of a garden superstar. And they have podcasts called Food Garden Life, where they interview lots of different people about gardening and growing food. Um, So, Stephen, welcome to the program. And uh, let's uh, tell me a little bit about your garden and how you got started in gardening, especially growing um, plants like lemons and figs. Well, thanks for having me, Mary. I uh, mm-hmm. I garden in Toronto, so that's um, a zone five, USDA zone five, and I'm lucky. I'm I'm in the city, but I have a larger suburban lot, so I do have a lot of space to play with, uh, a third of an acre, and but it's never enough. And uh, so my neighbor has a big walnut tree, which prevents us growing a lot of crops that it poisons, tomatoes, peppers, etc. on a big part of our yard. So we've become really creative about trying to grow these things in other parts of the yard. We have a driveway straw bale garden where we grow veggies. We have a, a rooftop garden on our garage. It's nice and hot and sunny there. We do lots in the way of containers. And as you said in the introduction, I have lemons, I have figs too. Uh, this year I had an olive crop, I had another uh, citrus crop, a, a crop called yuzu. And I just have a ton of fun growing all of these unusual edibles that aren't supposed to grow here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And are you a horticulturist by training or how did you get so knowledgeable about gardening? Yeah, so I went to the University of Guelph here in Ontario, and it is the place to go for horticulture, the university. So I studied horticulture. I worked in horticultural supplies in the greenhouse and nursery industry for years and um, did a lot with the supplies. Also worked a lot with uh, biocontrol, so looking at all these predatory insects under a microscope. And, uh, And then when we had kids, I stayed home to look after the kids and have recreated myself in the field of communications as a writer and a speaker. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the lemon book. I mean, I know I grow, I have a lemon tree in my house and, you know, it's in the house now because mm-hmm. it's growing at the moment here. Um, and uh, a lot of people in the North really love the idea of growing a lemon or growing lemons and so, you know, tell us a little bit about what we need to do to do that, to grow lemons. Well, I guess um, the first thing I tell people is that the great thing about lemons for the North is that they take more cold than a lot of people realize. And um, 
the, the fruit will freeze maybe around 27 Fahrenheit. Um, the plant, maybe it can go a little bit colder, maybe 25 Fahrenheit. And if you have a Meyer lemon there, maybe the cold hardiest around 21 Fahrenheit. So that's the first thing that I tell people. And then uh, once once you've realized that, it opens up a bunch of different opportunities. You You don't have to put it in a bright, sunny window over the winter because if, like a lot of people, you don't have enough indoor growing space in the winter, well, you could put it in a garage where it's in complete darkness as long as it's not getting below those minimum temperatures. And when I was a kid, we had a guy down the street, Santo, who had two big, beautiful lemon trees in pots. And every winter, he'd just roll them into his dark garage and keep them there. Mm-hmm. So, so do they go do they go dormant if they're in the wind you know because right now my lemon tree has lemons on it yeah well they 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 pretty much stop growing they just don't they just sit there all winter i don't know if they're fully dormant but they they don't really do a thing and so even if they have lemons on you can just put them in the garage and let them go dormant now having said that uh, the other thing you can do is maybe you have a sunroom that gets quite cold in the winter but it it doesn't get really, really cold. Well, that's perfect for a lemon tree too. If it gets right down around the freezing mark, your lemon would be just fine. So I've done that in the past. So there's different things you can do. Huh. But now if you did bring it in the house, which I've already got mine in the front window. So yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and actually our garage is never going to be warm enough in the winter because it mm. gets so cold here. Yeah. Um, but if it's in the house... Um, it's very common for them to sort of drop leaves and they don't seem, it doesn't always seem very happy when it comes in from the back patio into the house. Yeah. You know, it doesn't die, Mm -hmm. but it just seem real happy. Yeah. Well, so I should say if anybody has that problem and, and this goes for you too, it's not you, the gardener. It's just that it's a big shock for a lemon tree to come from outside and in late summer, early fall where, you know, it's it's maybe cooler, it's high humidity, and then all of a sudden you stick it inside where there's probably central heating, it's hot, air's dry. And so it's a bit of a stress to the plant and it just drops a whole bunch of leaves. Now, it probably won't kill your plant. In fact, you'll find those leaves will come back out in the spring. Mm-hmm. But it looks a little bit like the Grinch's Christmas tree for a while. And, um, you know, it, that happens. I It happens to me too. So it's it's a normal thing. What I should say is, as those leaves fall off, save them. And you can use them in the kitchen. And I'll talk more about that if, if you want me to dig oh, into yeah. that. Yeah, let's get to that. Well, let's start first with the basics. Okay, so if I'm uh, you know in zone four, which is where a lot of my listeners might be, some might be in zone five, some in mm-hmm. zone three probably, um, what plant should you choose and where should you get it? If you want to grow citrus, I mean, do you recommend the Meyer or are there other varieties you recommend? So the, the Meyer is the most cold hardy of the, the lemons. It's, it's actually a mix. There's some, I think it's tangerine bloodlines in there too. So um, it has this really distinct flavor and uh, mm-hmm. most people I talk to love it, but I've met a couple of people who say, oh, it's not lemony enough for me. So, you know, I'd say it depends if you if you like it or not. But the Meyer's a fantastic choice because it is really cold tolerant mm-hmm. and it has a growth habit that is tends to be more bush like. So so it's a, a really good choice. 
you'll often see um, two of the more common lemon varieties that you'll see in the trade are Lisbon and Eureka. And those just look like your normal supermarket lemons. They're great too. And one other really fun thing, if you ever see it, is called a yuzu. It's not a lemon, but it's a citrus. And um, it can go even colder than a lemon. And it is used in a lot of sauces in, in Japanese and Korean cuisines, but it's the most cold hardy. It's a really fun option. Oh, great. So, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll depend, I guess, what's available at your local garden center. Mm-hmm. I love the Meyer myself because it's got this delicate flavor that's, that's unique. So yeah. that's my top recommendation. Yeah, I, I, I've had, I have harvested some lemons off my tree and they were incredible. It was really delicious. So you get your tree. Where do you plant it? What kind of soil and what kind of light does it need once you get started? Well, so I guess, first of all, with light, full sun is best. And um, now having said that, a lot of the a lot of the time when we're home gardeners, uh, we don't always have perfect conditions. So I should say full sun is best. Um, if you don't have that, it's definitely worth trying in, in part sun. And I've grown them in part sun with respectable results. So full sun is best. And then um, with soil, um, I tend to use a peat moss based, a peat based potting soil. And, um, you know, that's a very good standard uh, mix. You get the peat perlite vermiculite type potting soil. And then for pot size, uh, I get a lot of questions about how big a pot uh, you should use. And, Think of it a little bit like bonsai, where you, the gardener, are controlling how big that tree is going to get. You prune the roots, you prune the top. Ultimately, you decide how big your lemon tree will get. And, of course, a bigger tree will give you more fruit, but you want to keep it so that you can move it in and out for the winter. So I, my biggest tree, uh, which is older than me, it was... I think it was planted in Canada's centennial, 1967. The neighbor who grew it told me, 1967. So it is um, maybe five feet tall right now at the most because it's just we always prune it back and um, keep it to a size that fits through a doorway. Right. And what size pot do you have that in? It's right now in an 18-inch pot. And I'm actually thinking of taking it down a notch because I find that size of pot is a little bit heavier than I want to maneuver. And mm-hmm. I guess that's the other thing, as well as the size of the tree. Think about how much weight you want to be carrying in and out in the winter. So um, I'd like a little bit less. So I think I'll, I'll prune the tree back and then prune the roots back a little bit just to put it one size smaller. Yeah, actually, that was one thing I discovered when I was reading your book, which is I'm pretty sure my tree is in too big a pot. Because oh. I thought, oh, it needs more room. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe next spring I'll move it back. So would I do that in the spring if I was going to try to yeah. move the pot down? Spring is a, a good time yeah. to do that because that's when that plant is beginning to grow. So it'll it'll react well to being having the pot changed at that time. Right, right. And so I noticed one thing that people often will do is they don't understand the watering needs of something like a lemon. So how much water does a lemon tree need, you know, indoors, if it's indoors? Well, it's such a good question, Mary, because I think maybe the, the point that causes the most people to fail with lemons is that they're being too kind and watering them too much. So 
It's hard to say because each potting soil feels a little bit different, but I tell people to keep them on um, on the drier side. And if you're not sure, stick your finger in that potting soil. And if it feels wet, don't water. Uh, if it feels fairly damp, don't water. Just wait a little bit longer. And that's mm-hmm. that's a good practical way to approach it. Yeah, it's one of the plants that I that appreciates how lazy I sometimes am with house plants because I don't water it very often. That's the mind. So that's yeah, cool. yeah. And what about fertilizing? Do you fertilize it just in the spring, or do, and what kind of fertilizer do you use? So I fertilize it uh, starting in the spring into mm-hmm. um, mid to late summer, and then I stop. I don't usually feed it over the winter. Some people do, but usually over the winter, I'm putting mine now somewhere quite cool, so they're not growing much at all. Mm-hmm. And so uh, during the spring and summer, I'm pretty, uh, when it comes to fertilizing lemons, but anything in my garden, my advice is just buy one general purpose feed. Don't go buy, at the garden center, they try to sell you one feed for orchids, one for cedars, one for this, one for that. And it gets a little bit crazy. So I just buy a general purpose feed. And that's what my lemon gets. Mm -hmm. And is that something that's like a 555? I mean, is it a, you know, which, you know, is the the level of nitrogen, phosphorus? Usually they're pretty balanced. Yeah, that's right. So it would be something like a 55 or, yeah, 202020 is another common one that you'll see. Right. And um, and and if you're the type of gardener that has trouble remembering how often to feed, you could even get a slow release type of feed um, mm-hmm. that that releases that feed over time. But my big advice in gardening in general, and especially with lemons, is don't get too caught up on uh, on these elaborate feeding programs. Now, the one thing that sometimes happens with lemons is that um, the if you've if the, if it gets too uh, alkaline in the soil, then mm-hmm. sometimes you get uh, yellowing between the leaf veins, and mm-hmm. often what happens is the plant can't take up iron that's in the soil. So you can buy uh, supplemental iron to give the plant, or um, you know if you want to get into a bit of bucket chemistry, that is one case where sometimes I will get an acid fertilizer and give the plant one shot of that. Okay. Not very scientific, then, but it, you know, or or you can. Uh, some people use sulfur too to acidify the soil. So that that's a good way to to try to remedy that without going to the bother of soil tests because that can really complicate something. Right, and the interesting thing is we have very alkaline city water here. Ah. Um, I mean, it's like eight point two. Okay, it's really alkaline water, and I notice with almost all my plants that go out for the summer when they're getting rain, which is more neutral, mm. they do much better. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. so we do have so maybe a little bit of so just adding a little acid fertilizer once in a while might help. Yeah, I have an old pack of acid fertilizer. I think it came from my parents' garage. I think it was for cedars or something like that. But mm-hmm. maybe once a summer, if I see them getting that yellowing between the veins, I'll mix up one batch of that and apply it. And and often that just solves the problem. Yeah. And so the interesting thing is that when your your lemon tree, my lemon tree has flowered in all times of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, right now it has lemons on it and it's starting to bud. So if your lemon tree flowers indoors, do you should you try to fertilize it? I mean, you know, like be the bee, go in and yes. spread the pollen around? Or yes, pollen? definitely. Be the bee. And you can do that just with a Q-tip. 
If you okay. get a Q-tip, then you can uh, move the pollen around because outdoors, of course, you've got uh, insects doing that for you. And yep. um, but the the great thing about lemons, as you said, you might have fruit and flowers at the same time, and mm -hmm. uh, so it'll it'll set some fruit over the winter time sometimes, and you can help. Yeah, yeah, and that fruit does take forever to ripen. Yes, people should need to know how long yeah. it takes for it to come to ripen up. Yeah, sometimes it's up to about a year um, to ripen, yeah. uh, which seems like a long time. But if you remember that sometimes you'll have a couple of crops on the go on that plant, you'll have some really tiny lemons, but then some that are nearing ripeness. So um, yeah, so then, yeah. then it doesn't seem as bad. No, it doesn't. No. And have you had any problems with pests or diseases with your lemon lemons? I don't have any winter problems because I keep them somewhere cold. And usually what happens is the pests are a problem when the lemon is in the house for the winter because you have that hot, dry air, and it's usually spider mites mm -hmm. and sometimes scale. Those would be the two things for a lemon tree that's in the house over the winter. So in years where I've kept them in the house, what I do with lemons or any plant that comes into my house before coming in, first of all, I prune them back and then I give them, uh, I mix up some horticultural oil and insecticidal soap and they get at least a couple of sprays with that before coming in the house. So not only am I getting any adult bugs, but any eggs that, that will hopefully hatch and get that second spray. So if you take that kind of approach, you can often prevent any problem coming into the house. Yeah. And I found that lemons are really not as bad as I have uh, Norfolk Island pine and that thing mm. <laughs> always brings something back home with it. Yeah. But not so much the lemon. So, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about um, how much of a harvest can you get off of a lemon tree or how much, you know, how much do you get and when do you typically get it? Yeah. Well, so I'd say the, the biggest harvest is usually late summer. Mm -hmm. and um, it, it, so it'll depend on the size of your tree and, and how happy it is. But I think one of the best years that I had, I had a little knee-high Meyer lemon, and I got 50 lemons off of this tiny little thing. It was amazing because it, it just, it looked, the poor little bush looked like it was so weighted down with lemons. I thought, wow, how's that thing even surviving? Right. But But it did great. So you can get a really good harvest if you have a happy lemon tree. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And do you, how much, and you say you prune your trees. So do you prune them, you know, at a certain time of year and, and how do you approach the pruning? I usually prune them in the spring when I take them outside. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it'll depend on, on what you're doing. If, for example, you're bringing that plant into the house for the winter, you might want to give it a good prune before bringing it in so that there's less chance of bugs coming in and so that it takes up less space in your window. So, um, but usually fall and before it starts to grow in the spring would be the two main times to prune. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And do you take off just whole branches? Is that how, how you approach it? Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. but like pruning any kind of shrub or bush, I'm looking to get uh, to remove any crossing branches to to open it up a little bit and just get a nice shape to the plant. Right. Well, that's great. Okay, let's talk a little bit about um, what to do with all those lemons I'm going to harvest. So uh, you mentioned the lemon leaves are really good for cooking. 
Yeah. So the, the lemon leaves, if, if anybody has a lemon tree and a couple of leaves have now fallen off because it's protesting at being in the house, pick one of them up, scrunch it up and smell it. And you'll know exactly what I mean. Those leaves are full of beautiful lemony oil and they just smell amazing. So you don't actually eat the leaf, but you use it to cook with. So Think of how you use a bay leaf. If you Mm -hmm. put it in a roast or maybe are making stock, you can use that lemon leaf in the same way. So that's Mm -hmm. one way to do it. The other thing I do with lemon leaves is that I'll use them when I'm grilling on the barbecue. So if I'm doing kebabs, maybe I'll wrap lemon leaves around the kebab and and then grill. And, And you take them off before you eat the kebab. But Mm -hmm. in the meantime, during the cooking process, the kebab takes in all this beautiful lemony taste. And then the other thing I love to do, um, there's a type of cheese called halloumi. And it's a Mideastern cheese. And the neat thing about it is that the the temperature at which it melts is quite high. So when you put it on the barbecue, it just doesn't ooze away. It stays, it keeps its shape. So you can wrap a wedge of halloumi with lemon leaf, grill that on the barbecue, and then after you take off the lemon leaf, it's the, the cheese has an amazing lemon flavor. Ooh, that sounds delicious. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the lemons themselves, I assume you use them in all sorts of sweets and savory dishes just for everything, right? Yeah. And I, the, the thing to remember is that the lemon zest, in my mind, the lemon zest is as valuable, if not more valuable in the kitchen than the juice of the lemon. So mm-hmm. don't forget to to zest your lemon. And when I make a Meyer lemon sorbet, um, I get as much zest as I can off of that lemon to go into the sorbet before I juice the lemon. Mm-hmm. And now there's a fun variety out there that we got for the kids called Ponderosa lemon. It's huge. It's the size of a grapefruit. And it's not a particularly juicy lemon. It's really more of a novelty for the size, but it's got a really thick uh, skin on it. So you can get a ton of zest off of these big lemons. And what I do with them is I'll, I'll zest them and then dry that zest to have ready in the kitchen over the course of the winter. Mm, so you would use it sort of like a lemon pepper if you were doing like a lemon pepper type thing. Yeah. Yeah. When I marinate, um, I'll yeah. add this lemon zest. And for those who are into making candied peel, now I've never done this, but this variety apparently is well suited to it because it's got such a thick rind on it. Right, right. And the the pith or the rind part is a little bit more bitter, but I imagine the flavor together is really good. Yeah, that's right. Well, that sounds terrific. That sounds terrific. Um, Anything, any other recipes you'd like to share or ideas for cooking with lemons? My, uh, well, my favorite use with lemons, aside from the sorbet, is just making marinades. So my my go-to marinade that my kids just will devour when I make lemon, lemon pepper chicken has um, lemon juice. I put in some powdered sumac, which is a spice mm. we get at the Mideastern stores around here, um, some honey, black mm. pepper, and uh, it just makes a really, and, and some oil too. And it yeah. just makes a really good marinade. So that's a very common use for us of our lemons. Yeah, that is great. That is great. Okay. Well, thanks so much for the information. Now, folks can find you. Let's. Why don't you tell people where all they can find you? Because I know you're on Facebook and yeah. So all over the place. Um, thanks for asking. And on social media, I hang out under the handle Food Garden Life. 
Food Garden Life. And that's on uh, Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And then my website is stephenbiggs.ca. So it's Stephen with a V. And then mm-hmm. Biggs is B-I-G-G-S dot C-A. And that's where I also have, uh, I have the books there. I have a blog and I have a ton of information about growing figs and about growing lemons in cold climates. Yeah, that's terrific. So they can buy their book right from you directly if they wanted to buy your lemon book, which is, yep. I highly recommend if you want to grow citrus indoors or in a northern climate, it's a great book. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Mary. Okay. Well, thanks so much for joining me, Stephen. And uh, I'm going to go down and prune my lemon tree pretty soon. And just save those leaves. Save the leaves. All right. Hold on. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Grow It Minnesota. If you have comments, questions, or a topic you'd like to see covered, please send me an email at growitmn at gmail.com. You can also follow along between episodes at Grow It MN on Instagram. Have a great day. We'll be back with another episode in a couple of weeks.